1: Promise, we're going to get to callers this hour, three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. 1971 And David from San Francisco came back, so we will start with him very, very shortly. But text messages are pouring in. Randy, you could talk the entire three hours and I would be happy. Another text from um, someone I just dearly love who wrote, uh, you speak my mind, thank you. Uh, same to you, madam, and thank you for tuning in. It was great to see you on Tuesday night. It's 10.04 and a gorgeous-looking day outside, some rain this afternoon. I may not be able to Harley ride down to the Lincoln Day Dinner to see Lauren Boebert and Vicky Tonkins and all our friends in El Paso at the El Paso GOP Lincoln, but that's okay. Don't forget next Saturday, August the 20th, I will be emceeing the Boulder County Lincoln Day Dinner, and I know some tickets are still available for that. So get those babies scarfed up and then... Um, Another speaking engagement in Parker. I think I'll be at Deep Space on September 3rd or something like that. I'll I'll let you know. I think it's a Wednesday night, the Parker Conservatives meeting. Uh, I'll let you know as we get closer to that sometime on down the road. Before we get to David in San Francisco, I know that he is very, very interested in the mental health and condition of the putative president, the demented president, Holder of the nuclear codes. His name is Joe Biden. He's corrupt. He's compromised, and he can barely speak.
2: The best way to get something done, if you if you hold near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to anyway. Yeah. From from uh, uh, char. Excuse me. From Charlotte, one another line going from in Florida down to tampa of oh, putin's kleptocracy yeah america is a nation that can be defined in
1: a single word poor man
2: i was gonna foot him uh, foot, foot
1: poor free world <sighs> from one addled mind to the next let's talk to our favorite communist david in san francisco good morning welcome to the show
3: oh greetings great liar
1: David, it's so nice to have you.
3: Hey, you I've got a question. A for Tina Peters?
1: I've got a question for are you.
3: Are you still a lawyer for Tina Peters? Are
1: you a identified...
3: Are you still a lawyer for are, Tina... Are Peters?
1: you an identified communist? Is that the party that you're registered with, or are you a Democrat, uh, a communist in Democrat clothing? Are you a liar, or have you ever been a liar? Of course, you are, uh, of course you are, Randy. Are you part of the 55% of people that voted to recall Cheza Are you Chesa still a lawyer for
3: Tina Peters? You are you p- part of the? Have you? You haven't answered yet. You're a lawyer I, everybody, for Tina Peters, right? Sure. Have you sabotaged every judge in
1: the state now? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good <laughs> one. That's funny. Were you part of the 55% of folks that, okay. Are well, you
3: still a lawyer I, for I, Tina Peters? I
1: wish this control. You're
3: not answering, button, are you?
1: Yeah, of course I'm still a lawyer for Tina Peters, happily so. Okay, said.
3: good. Yeah.
1: Now, now, you, now we get, you, got, you got to ask, wait a lawyers, minute, you got to ask one, now I get to ask one, Okay. No, you don't. Oh, okay. He's still invalidating so, all David, the were you part of the fifty-five percent in San Francisco?
3: Judges in that case cheating. I
1: think that was the hold button. I think I can go back to David, and I will, because I just want him to hear the question, and we can't go, we can't talk over each other, because you know, then nobody can hear. And I just want to know if Communist David in San Francisco was part of the fifty-five percent of people. Who voted to remove the Democrat Soros operative DA of San Francisco, Cheza Bodine. We'll go back to David and give him another shot. David, did you hear the question?
3: He lies. Did you fit in that sentence, David?
1: What che- Cheza think. Bodine, Did are you I'll part of the 55 percent that voted lies to recall?
3: In one sentence.
1: Hey, in David. One sentence. Is um, is is Bill is Bill okay? Thanks. Is Bill Iyer, uh, Bill Ayers. Uh, Cheza Bodine's adoptive father? Your, your, your
3: little group got kicked out of the Is Bernadine
1: Dorn his adoptive mother? House, right. Are there any Soros connections there?
3: Did they get kicked out of the firehouse?
1: Will you admit that you are, in fact, a out of the communist in Democrat's clothing?
3: Out of the firehouse.
1: Me? We got by, Well, bring him back up. Let's see really what this question is. Was I kicked out of what?
3: kicked out of the firehouse and that's why you're looking for a bigger room for your sedition.
1: No, they are so good to us over there and they love me. I got okay. I had gifts left well, for me for my know. birthday. That's I I was fact I was you disappointed, it, Dave. I was disappointed, David, communist in San Francisco, that I didn't see your card or gift in my locker here at 710 KNUS. I would have certainly had to have the dog sniff it, make sure there was no funny talcum-looking powder on it, but uh, but you forgot me on my birthday, Commie Dave. Go ahead.
3: Uh, have you ever heard of Gladio? Gladio? Yeah.
1: No, I don't putting, think so.
3: Putting the former Nazis into positions of power. So if you're saying that firehouse uh, didn't evict you uh, for uh, inciting sedition, then uh, maybe they've got you wiretapped in there. We can only hope.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, it's an open meeting, so you know that's fine. Well, if Don't if say anything you're there. I wouldn't say here I, in California or in uh, in the United States in Colorado,
3: then uh, it would be very important for the public safety people to keep track of what you're doing in that uh, meeting room.
1: Well, David, they're welcome.
3: Well, if you've already e- We even met-
1: let communists like you come on the radio show to talk about your nonsense. Uh, now, Michael, are you going to answer my question on Milken? on whether you, you ever heard of voted Michael? for Part of the fifty-five percent that voted to recall Chesa Boudin, going to answer that. Savings and loans truck. Michael Turn, Milken. Let me. We'll try another one. Has you? Have you? Will you admit whether or not you voted to recall the San Francisco school board members that were removed for their radical leftist communist views? David, go ahead.
3: So, how many lies was that in one sentence?
1: <laughs> <All right. laughs> You're Thanks, David.
4: Lawyer.
1: It's a pleasure. All right, I did promise that. Um, We would get to the Trump lawyer um, information, the one woman who was there during the raid uh, when the FBI first showed up. More attorneys arrived later. Pretty interesting that um, this, you know, world's greatest law enforcement body would not let a harmless, unarmed member of the legal team observe their search and that they demanded, though nobody did it, that the security cameras at Mar-a-Lago be turned off. But let's hear from her.
4: This is what the Democrats do. They don't have any good reason for doing what they did. The pathetic presser uh, that Merrick Garland held for three minutes was insufficient. So they had to create fear. Normally, they should come out with exactly what happened and why and explain themselves. And if it was a good reason, they they would have solid ground. They are not on solid ground. So they had to come up with something that would potentially terrify the American public into freely giving up their constitutional freedoms. You know, if if we are on the verge of nuclear war, giving up the nuclear codes, maybe it's acceptable that they violated the president's constitutional rights. It was not acceptable. And they're trying to come up with reasons to make it sound appropriate and make it sound okay, because they don't actually have a good reason for doing what they did.
1: What you're going to hear from Christina, Bob, is um, snippets from different interviews she did. These first couple ones were uh, from Wednesday, I think. Um, and then we got some fresher stuff from Thursday because obviously the warrant has been released. And I've got that in front of me. We'll talk about it here in just a little bit. But do you remember when this first happened, one of the stories that got leaked? And, of course, you know, these are these are harmless leaks. The Department of Justice doesn't have some kind of a direct feed to the New York slimes or the Washington compost that, because that wouldn't be proper. That wouldn't be a good thing. But the leak was that Trump still had possession of the nuclear codes. And here was Christina Bob's response to that.
4: I have not specifically spoken to the president about what nuclear uh, uh, materials may or may not have been in there. I do not believe there were any in there. The legal team had done a very thorough search And had turned over, we'd been very cooperative with uh, the Biden administration and the DOJ and turned over everything that we found that we had. So it's my understanding on very good belief based on a thorough investigation that there was nothing there.
1: Nothing there. And then this was her individual experience when the FBI showed up and she said, hey, I'm his lawyer. I want to watch this search.
4: Well, I actually believed that I could just follow them because that seemed like the appropriate thing to do. So I just started to follow them and was told I wasn't allowed to. And I said, I, you know, I'm the president's attorney here on site. Uh, no one else had arrived at that time and said, I, I should have the opportunity to observe your search and observe what you're doing. And uh, they basically said no. And, I, I, you know, I tried to push a little bit, but I'm not going to push too hard against the FBI. So I, I backed off. But. Uh, At no point during the day did they let me follow them or accompany them throughout the property.
1: So that was some of the audio um, pre-release of the warrant. And I've got the warrant in front of me. United States hereby gives notice that it is filing the following document, which is a redacted version of material previously filed in this case number under seal. The search warrant not including the affidavit. Man, I hope that gets released. Signed and approved by the court on August 5th, including attachments A and B, the property receipt listing items seized pursuant to the search, filed with the court on August 11, 2022. And I mentioned this at the start. This warrant was signed on August 5th, and the need to dramatically, using the full force of SWAT-dressed FBI law enforcement agents, it was so imperative that it happened and happened in that way that the judge gave them 14 days to execute the warrant in the daytime. This was one limit in the daytime, six to 10. There's another box you can check on the warrant or at any time in the day or night, because good cause has been established. So at least, at least they showed up during the day and didn't break down any doors But man, oh man, the lawyer can't watch and the security cameras were demanded to be turned off. Thank God nobody listened to that. So here's what the warrant says. To any authorized law enforcement officer, an application by a federal law enforcement officer or an attorney for the government requests the search of the following person or property located in the Southern District of Florida refers to attachment A. Premises to be searched, 1100 South Ocean Boulevard, further described as a resort, club, and residence located near the intersection of blah, blah, blah. Described as a mansion with approximately 58 bedrooms. I think Obama's jealous. 33 bathrooms on a 17-acre estate. The locations are to be searched, including the, quote, 45 office, all storage rooms, and all other rooms or areas within the premises used or available to be used by former POTUS and his staff, and in which boxes or documents could be stored, including all structures or buildings on the estate. It does not include areas currently, i.e. at the time of the search, being occupied, rented, or used by third parties, such as Mar-a-Lago members, and not otherwise used or available to be used by former POTUS and his staff, such as private guest suites. Back to the warrant. I find that the affidavits, which we have not been allowed to see, I am re- certainly encouraging the president to ask for their release, authorize their release from his end. I find that the affidavits or any recorded testimony establish probable cause to search and seize the person or property described above, and that such search will reveal C attachment B. All physical documents and records, and it doesn't really say what it will reveal, but it does list the property to be seized. And again, these are very short, so I don't usually like to just read stuff to you. All physical documents and records constituting evidence, contraband, fruits of crime, or other items illegally possessed in violation of 18 U.S.C. 793, 2071, or 1519, including the following. A. Any physical documents with classification markings along with any containers, boxes, including any other contents in which such documents are located, as well as any other containers, boxes that are collectively stored or found together with the aforementioned documents and containers, boxes. Remember, it's reported that they went through Melania's dresser. They went through her undergarments. B. Information, including communications in any form regarding the retrieval, storage, or transmission of national defense information or classified material. Remember, according to President Trump, he declassified all information that he brought to Mar-a-Lago, as was his right. C. Any government and or presidential records created between January 20, 2017, Inauguration Day, and January 20, 2021, last day of the Trump First presidency. D, any evidence of the knowing alteration, destruction, or concealment of any government and or presidential records or of any documents with classification markings. And then along with this particular disclosure is a receipt for property. And it's very, uh uh-oh, where'd my download go? It's very, well, we'll just download it again. It popped away. Here we go. All right, back to the property list. It's redacted some. For some reason, the case ID number is redacted. The received by, the person who received the property, signature is there. Received from, signature is redacted. Uh, don't quite understand that. But here's the Description of items. It's just crazy. Four documents. 29, box labeled A14. 30, box labeled A26. 31, box labeled A43. 32, box labeled A13. 33, box labeled A33. Now, I don't know what this numbering system is all about. Um... Because it doesn't, what were the numbers in between? But this is the receipt for property. They got boxes, boxes of documents. Boxes, by all accounts, which Donald Trump was negotiating with, turning over, put a padlock on a door at their request back in June. Was walking around with the agents in June when they came to Mar-a-Lago, talking to them, asking them how they were doing. No big secret here. This is election nonsense. This is more propaganda. And if you look at the mainstream news sources, oh, Trump may be under investigation for espionage. Trump may be under investigation for uh, having the nuclear codes and when he's no longer entitled to them, or, you know, just all of these different stories that go out. Not that they'll ever be proven. Not that there will ever be a conviction. But again, to try and pollute the debate, pollute the impression, get so many people, even those who have supported Trump. And, and, you know, you you always hear the disclaimer from a lot of Republicans and others. Well, I really like Trump policies, but he was just such a nasty man. And now with all this drama, you know, we just can't we need peace in America. Really? Like the coming together, that creepy, sleepy demented, putative President Joe Biden promised during his poorly read inauguration speech. You are getting a taste of what Democrat rule. Democrat now means Marxist. Democrat now means communist rule of the United States of America. And that is not a criticism of Democrat voters out there who have always thought that it was the Democrats who were out there for the little guy, that it was Democrats who stood up against big corporations and and were fighting for civil rights and all the other lies that the Democrats have been able to convince so many of our children and other people are true. But you need to wake up. You need to compare and contrast what life was like. During the four years of Donald Trump, I know you hated him. I know you every time there was a phony impeachment or another media outcry about something, you thought, yes, we're going to get him now. And he's just so evil and so bad. Meanwhile, we were more secure. We were more sovereign. We had more respect around the world. We were better off financially. Crime rates were lower. The crime that was going on was so primarily the left wing agitators of Antifa and Black Lives Matter burning things, assaulting people, trying to kill police, baiting police officers. It's now okay in the United States of America, if you're a radical leftist, to stand up with your nose a millimeter from the nose of a police officer, screaming in his face, spittle and, and disgusting venom coming out of your mouth. Flipping in the bird, flashing it all around, tweak, tweaking around like a possessed demon. And the cop has to just stand there and take it because, you know, free speech. God, we've come so far down a very dangerous road. And yet I sit here today so optimistic, so certain, as I said in the opening of this show, the Democrats can't be this stupid. To be doing this, planning this on their own. God's, I see God's hand at work. And the great awakening is underway. There is, of course, always lots and lots of Biden word salad.
2: The idea that um, Uh, Los Angeles and, and, uh, um, uh, um, what am I doing here? For two reasons. One, two, we haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is, uh, um, let me say another way. But the nature,
1: not. (laughs) Just I'm I'm left speechless and I'm not even demented. But when you listen to Kamala, when you listen to uh, Kamala, sorry, sorry, Madam Vice President. Madam Word Salad. When you listen to her, when you listen to him.
2: A solid meeting with, um, with uh, the, uh, they make a very good point. Here's the deal. Here's what <laughs> there's drives <no> deal. <laughs> the driver in the states that are affected. Here's what the, you can do, the drivers. We want to expand pre-K. For three and four year olds, millions of pre
1: care. Coos. The, um... Yeah. You know, I people get mad at me, especially some of the liberals that text into the studio when I refer to pedophile Joe, but it just look at the latest video where he is signing the Orwellian named Inflation Reduction Act. And they brought this little girl in to watch. And just look at the way he leers. And I, I understand his eyes are dark, they're devoid, they're vacant. Um, most of Joe is not there. But man, the dinosaur brain instincts of attraction that he appears to have toward small children. God, keep your daughters away. God, it's just so devastating and terrifying to watch. Anyway, it's 1026-303-696-1971. Randy Corcoran. More when we return on 710 US, And I thank you for listening this morning at 1032. 28 minutes to go until 11 o'clock. Get back to some phone calls here in just a second. And uh, just... Heard from uh, Anthony Sabatini, a MAGA candidate in Florida. You know, we're all paying such close attention to the end of the Liz Cheney era up there in Wyoming. That primary is on Tuesday, and I think, I'm not sure, but Anthony Sabatini's uh, run, he's a former Florida House of Representatives member, uh, now running for the U.S. House of Representatives The MAGA candidate, uh, very tight primary himself, and I just got word from him he's going to call in at 11 o'clock. I know he's from Florida, and I know he's got some very strong thoughts on this illegal, unconstitutional, in my mind, given that there are no teeth to the law that they cited in the warrant to go to Mar-a-Lago, and no precedent for doing what they did, raid on former and future president of the United States of America. Uh, but before we get to phone calls, let me just remind you about my good friends at Cinegenics. I had my first interview sort of talk, my recap, with Dr. Tim Watt. It's always been with Dr. Julie, and Dr. Tim has checked in. And if you're a regular listener to the sh- show, you know Tim Watt very, very well, uh, because we hear the um, the um, Cinegenics minutes on the show and I've had Tim and Dr. Julie in studio, but I've never had the formal diagnosis after my quarterly blood test and hormone evaluation and all of that. And he was fantastic. It makes things just so easy to understand and, and puts them in, in a humorous context and uh, with great encouragement and explanations at our packed tea party meeting on Tuesday, um, One of the Cinegenics new clients who's a a longtime Tea Party member, Daryl, he showed up and and, um, so thin and looking good, strong, buff, just the energy radiating off of him. It's really, really cool. And he had his first interaction with Dr. Tim as well, and it was fantastic. Our risk factors for a variety of diseases increase as our hormones and metabolism decline with age. And that's why they do these regular tests and then they tell you what you need to stick in there to balance yourself out. When your hormones are at optimal levels, it helps reduce body fat, improves muscle tone, energy levels, cognitive ability, sexual function. All of it. And Dr. McCallen and Dr. Watt at Cynogenics will help you get all that squared away with their elite health evaluation where they check it all out, brain, bones, muscles, heart, lungs, and then a supervised plan that, uh, if you follow it, it will work. Call Cynogenics today to learn more about how you can stay focused, become stronger, feel in control of your life again. They continue to change mine, and I know, I know it, that they'll do the same for you. Their phone number is 720-387-3681. 720-387-3681. The first call is free. It's great. You'll learn a lot if you never do another thing. And you can check out more at dot Denver.cenegenics.com. Let's go to Ferris in Cherry Creek. That's always an um, uh, interesting call. Ferris, good morning. Ferris, are you there? All right. Well, we'll see if uh, Ferris comes out of his coma at some point. Maybe we'll check back in with him. We've got open lines right now, 303-696-1971. But I do have some more audio. From the Trump attorney, which I think is pretty interesting just because she is – this is now, as more information is coming out, the uh, perspective that the legal team is getting as Trump starts to push back now that the warrant is out. Let's hear what Trump's attorney, the one and only who was there when the FBI first showed up and asked to supervise. All of the attorneys, including her, were thrown out, had to stand out in the 95-degree heat. During the seven- or eight-hour raid, remember, the FBI wanted them to turn off the security cameras at Mar-a-Lago. They said, absolutely not. Thank goodness for that because it will be very, very interesting to see what comes of that. But let's hear what she had to say about the warrant itself.
4: THE WARRANT PROVES THAT EVERYTHING THE DEMOCRATS HAVE BEEN PUSHING DOWN OUR THROATS FOR THE LAST FEW DAYS IS ABSOLUTE baloney. NONE OF IT PASSES MUSTER. THIS WARRANT IS CLEARLY POLITICALLY MOTIVATED AND FOR NO OTHER REASON. AS YOU MENTIONED IN YOUR MONOLOGUE, THE FACT THAT THE WARRANT WAS SIGNED ON A FRIDAY, MOST LIKELY A FRIDAY AFTERNOON, AUGUST 5TH, YOU KNOW, THEY DIDN'T WANT TO WORK ON THE WEEKEND SO LET'S TAKE THE WEEKEND TO THINK ABOUT IT, YOU KNOW, REGROUP ON MONDAY. AND WHAT'S EVEN WEIRDER ABOUT THIS IS THIS GRAVE NATIONAL SECURITY MATTER THAT WAS SO IMPORTANT THAT WE HAD TO VIOLATE FUNDAMENTAL RIGHTS OF A PRESIDENT OF THE UNITED STATES. THE JUDGE GAVE THEM TWO WEEKS TO EXECUTE IT. THE, the WARRANT DIDN'T EXPIRE UNTIL AUGUST 19TH AND IT WAS SIGNED ON AUGUST 5TH, MEANING THEY HAD TWO WEEKS TO EXECUTE THIS. So you want me to believe that this was a grave matter of national security that warranted violating constitutional principles and you could take your time? That doesn't pass muster. Usually warrants are executed immediately upon getting the signature.
1: Christina Bob, and I've got a few more of those. I guess um, probably worth playing this one right now because uh, I mentioned before, and this this has been reported in multiple sources, and now she confirms that... Donald Trump and his team had been cooperating with these document seekers ever since June.
4: So the last communication, you know, they came down in June. We showed them around. President Trump met with them briefly, said hello. It was very nice. Uh, The agents actually were nice. It was a nice meeting. And then after they saw the storage unit, they followed up with the uh, Washington, D.C. lawyers and said, you know, we'd really like you to put another lock on that storage unit. We'd like to see it more secure. They said, sure, absolutely. That was done within, I think, two days of their trip down to Mar-a-Lago, and then after that, the next communication that any of us had heard was, oh, we're going to raid the place. So there there was nothing between, hey, we'd like you to put this lock on the door, and oh, by the way, we're going to bust through the same lock that we just asked you to put on the door.
1: By the way, these clips are taken from um, some Fox News interviews that occurred over the couple of days, uh, yesterday and the day before, uh, after the raid on Mar-a-Lago, and- One of the questions that uh, attorney Christina Bob was asked is what documents were taken?
4: Well, it was documents. That's all I know. But, I mean, as you can look at the list, you know, box A1 isn't exactly descriptive. They also didn't leave the location. You know, they searched three areas of the property. They searched the presidential office. They searched the residence. And then they searched the storage area. And they could have taken them from anywhere. And so we we don't even know where they took it from. So, no, at this point, we don't necessarily know what was in the boxes. But I also think it's important to point out, as you did earlier, that President Trump had declassified everything. There was nothing classified. So even if they want to say that documents had classification markings on them, that doesn't mean they were still classified. They had been declassified. So uh, I, the fact that they put the classification on the inventory, to me was because they thought that it would get out to the press, you know, we'd want to make it public, and they wanted something to say, oh, look, at he kept classified documents. None of it is classified. None of it.
1: None of it is classified. But just like shackling Peter Navarro, just like uh, scheduling with CNN to meet at Roger Stone's house for the early morning, batter down the door, well, he did answer the door. They were ready to raid for dramatic effect, to keep the never-again-Donald-Trump mantra going. They have to pull this stunt. And I read the warrant to you. It really was broad, just literally allowed them to look at any piece of, you know, folded piece of paper sitting on a desk. Christina Bob had some comments on that as well.
4: They expect all of us now at this point as Americans to just hold the FBI in such high regard that we say, well, yes, of course, that's totally appropriate. It's for the sake of law enforcement. And I think uh, I think they've just got arrogant, gotten arrogant in their position and what they believe and you know, acting like we have absolute power and can do whatever we want. The fact that they even showed up at Mar-a-Lago to do this shows that they've gotten way too comfortable with their power. And I think it's about time the American people rein it in.
1: It's about time the American people rein it in. And you know what? We are going to do just that. November elections are what, 80, let me think now, so that was 91, now 84, five, six, seven, 87 days. Isn't that cool? I did that all in my head. 87 days away from the midterm elections. We have seats even here in Colorado on the national level that may help flip the house. We need four seats to flip the house. At the RNC meeting last week, uh, there's a tremendous amount of confidence that four of those will just come from Florida alone. We're going to talk with one of the candidates uh, pushing to make one of those flips. Well, it won't be a flip because that will be for a Republican seat, I believe. But we do believe that Florida is going to flip at least four seats. um, And that would do it in what I expect to be nationally a red wave year but there is optimism about Colorado. There is optimism about CD8, CD7. Um, Heidi Ganahl, Colorado. I know she's going to put on the fight of her life to try and expose and unseat. Governor Jared Schutz. or Polis, Polis. That's right, Polis. I got my check. I got my check. Did you? Did you get yours? Did you read the letter that came with it? Let's talk about that for just a minute when we return. It's 1042. I'm Randy Corcoran, 710 KNUS. Yeah, we've kind of moved up a decade, haven't we? Led Zeppelin. Welcome back, 1047. Randy Corcoran, 710 KNUS. Even... Former Democrats like Tulsi Gabbard know what's going on.
4: Now, Whatever your views are on Donald Trump, there's no denying that the unprecedented raid on his Palm Beach home earlier this week has set our country on a dangerous new course. And there's no turning back. The FBI's raid on Mar-a-Lago changed the country that we grew up in. We grew up believing that, hey, our government will apply the law equally to all Americans, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. We're seeing more and more that that country no longer exists. Law He's got more
1: to say. We'll see if we uh, have any time for more of it. But uh, text messages, this whole raid on Donald Trump is going to backfire. People are furious that we're never Trump supporters. They're angry now. They've had it with what's going on. They're not going to put up with it anymore. They're going to show it in November and in 2024. Man, do I believe that. This is just simply another part of the Great Awakening. It's got to have God's hand in it because... The Democrats can't be this stupid. I guess desperation can cause you to do an awful lot, but they know that we're on to their election shenanigans. They know that they're not going to be able to produce the fraud that they produced in 2020 because we're watching, we're fighting in court, we're training, we're mobilizing. started in Virginia. It's going to sweep across this country in the midterms and be even stronger, the integrity of our elections by 2024 and so they are simply freaking out they tell us this week that there is no inflation that's joe biden's perspective no inflation because it didn't go up 8.9% last month and 8.9% this month that's inflation folks that there wasn't an increase or that's what tr- biden has to that's what biden is told to read to act like he's celebrating And then they have to pull this stunt. They know Liz Cheney's going down. They know that MAGA candidates are winning, sweeping primaries around the country, that Trump, Trump still draws like no politician in the history of the world. And they've got to do something. All right. right, let's. I keep skipping phones. Jim in Littleton, thank you for waiting. Welcome to the show.
5: Great program, Randy. Thank you. Um, I'm just going to say I've been hearing it more than once by some of the MAGA people that actually um, the Republican establishment does not want this to be a blowout. They want to win, but they want to barely win so that they can control the, Republican, the Republicans that get elected. If it's a blowout, then they have less control. And I really think that's true. I think Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell don't want this to be a sweep. They don't want the Republicans to really trounce the heck out of the Democrats because then they will no longer be in charge of what the Republicans do. And, uh, you know, that's, and I think that's really true in, in some situations by some of the candidates they support to get elected, which are really lame.
1: Well, Jim, I, can only give my perspective from what I see around me. And I spent an entire week with the 168 members of the Republican National Committee in Chicago. And there is no talk of trying to limit victories. There is talk of working every race to the utmost um, money that's being used to support uh, candidates that are likely able to flip seats and flip districts uh, and the the scope of support coming from the RNC is branching out from just you know battleground states and and some of the more sure victories to even uh, second tier because we're so Democrat controlled right now in Colorado second tier races like those here in Colorado we're building a community center we're opening a community center in CD eight here in about a week or so in Colorado up in Thornton I think Westminster or Thornton and um, and I, I just. I don't feel that type of energy from the RNC, the people who are responsible for trying to help the party provide the best data, the best support for candidates that we can. Now, you talk about Mitch McConnell and other long-term career politicians. Yeah, it's clear by some of the decisions that are made, by the way that they make their fortunes, and on and on and on, that they're, they, they tried to stifle the Trump agenda. They do not want to put America first if it – Supersedes their particular interests. And that's why I'm so against career politicians and so excited that MAGA is on the rise.
5: Well, you know, I agree with you, but you know, those that seem to be vocal and support the MAGA movement are outliers within the Republican Party. Warren Boebert and NGT, you know, those people are not the part of the uh, accepted group. And they're Sean, and until we get, I mean, literally, you, you're you going to have to flip the whole, Repo- most of the Republican, 90% of the Republican Party, to get the candidates that you affiliate yourself with.
1: Well, Jim, I, I couldn't agree more, and it's a very slow process. You've probably heard me say that when I was asked to run for committee man, I first had to figure out what it was. And then because I respected the person who asked me, um, I went ahead and did it but i really expected to go in there as the outsider tea party patriot um america first supporting um you know republican spy inside that old titanic of an rnc and what's happening it takes a long time to turn the fortunes and the the direction and the ideology not ideology cuz the platform of the republican party is strong but the the methodology i guess of all of these old guard long term politicians around but slowly and surely, look at the MAGA candidates who've won in these primaries. And obviously, we've got to bring them home in the general election. But those are going to have tremendous impact, just like Donald Trump had on the judiciary with the hundreds of judges that he's appointed. Decisions now are going to start favoring the Constitution instead of the administrative state. And just it just takes a while. On the ground, it's like there's no movement at all. But if you take a satellite view, man, oh, man, I think we're on the bridge on the precipice of something great.
5: Well, I hope you're right. I, I just, uh, I see that uh, when it comes down to it, you don't see much. I, I really only, there's only a handful of Republicans that spoke, have spoken out about, I mean, forcefully about what happened to Trump. I mean, I, I, the, the Democratic Party is in unison. They are like a Borg, I guess would be a good example. The Republican Party is Dysfunctional in so many ways concerning getting the message out getting the candidates and you know when you got the Republican You know think about this You got people that Trump support and who do you have on the other side? Are the establishment people that Kevin McCarthy who claims to be an advocate is supporting in many of these races and these people are not Trump supporters? So how do you how do you line the two? How are they going to get around there? How do you how are they not going to stab? the MAGA people in Dac, even if they do win the election. Sure,
1: and they've been in control for decades. So my point is, we can't change it overnight, but we are changing it. We're changing the energy. I think there are some people in that middle-of-the-road, mushy Republican uh, position who have been brainwashed into thinking that that's what it takes to win these these, um, elections or to be effective once you're in government, and they're going to see as more MAGA people come in, that strength and courage and focusing on America first is what wins the day. It's just a slow process, man. And I understand your frustration, but I even looking around at the, at the Colorado GOP, the, the, the different types of leadership and people on the executive committee and the folks on the central committee, America first folks, a vast majority of them. You couldn't have said that two years ago, four years ago, and certainly not 10 or 20 years ago. So I just, we've, We've been asleep at the wheel so long. The Democrats have been so effective of taking everything over. Man, be yeah. patient. And are, what are you doing? Are you involved in any way? Are you doing anything to try and help us get more MAGA folks in place and support the ones that are running right now?
5: Well, I'm going to be a, uh, an election judge. I'm going to watch her in that situation.
1: Excellent. And
5: uh, you know, do I I, I I converse with some of my colleagues? You know, not to give up faith. Sure. Even though many times I feel uh, disheartened by what's going on, and uh, you know that's you know uh, that's a, about the much as much as I can do in the situation. Um, I would like to be more involved, or I'm going to try to be more involved if I see there is truly a change within the Republican Party. I'm just not seeing it right now. Look, of of our our uh, Republican candidates, which one of those that we are going to vote on is a MAGA?
1: Yeah. No, I, I can't argue no, with uh, if you're in talking Colorado. in Colorado. Yeah. But but look yeah. at what Colorado yeah, has been. But look at what Colorado is. And if we can flip, for instance, a U.S. Senate seat, even though it's not a MAGA senator, it's not Michael Bennett. And that's progress. And then we've got but we can focus in tons. We're going to have a MAGA candidate from Florida, Anthony Sabatini, on um, here in the next okay. hour. And um um, it 's movement it 's going in the right direction, and that 's what you got to stay focused on and and that 's I think that kind of language can help energize and get more people involved. We had a presentation at the tea party meeting over a hundred people there again. And the presentation was on here. What are you willing to commit to do? And the uh, and Joy Overbeck and Jan Cook, uh, who put on the presentation, did a masterful job. But they also had a document there that people had to put their name and their contact information on and commit to doing something. And literally, the, it seemed like the whole room was filling them out. We had to take a break. While people were filling out their, their commitment to what they were going to do to try and help. Man, we haven't seen that in the Republican Party. And uh, Jim, I've got full lines. I've got a guest at 11. We're at the top of the hour. But thanks for the great call. And, and please keep uh, thinking about helping us because re- remember, I, you know, I represent this state now. This Tea Party guy represents this state on the national level for the GOP. That's a sign of something that's happening, I believe. And it's a good thing. Thank you, Jim. I
5: agree.
1: Got to go. Have a great weekend. 10.58, take a quick break, get back to full lines, and we'll speak with Anthony Sabatini if and when he calls in. I expect that very soon in the 11 o'clock hour. Stay with us, 710
0: KNUS.